1: Can we talk about how schlong is the funniest word in the English schlong, vernacular? Schlong, schlong, schlong. Hey friends. Hi. What a day we've had. Oh my god, this has been so, such a roller coaster of a we day. We can't talk about some of it. Can't talk about it. We're such wieners. Whatever. And we just said schlong like seventeen times.
0: Mm-hmm. And guess what? We can say schlong because today we are back to cursing and
1: feel so free. Hallelujah. Shit. Fuck. Damn. Let's give some structure to this episode. We're just throwing curses at you, we have got a great show for you today. Firstly, we are talking to somebody I have long adored, which I feel like I say this about everyone at this point, but it is true, Isla Fisher. We are talking to her about her new Netflix original film, Back to the Outback, which opens December 10th, which means it's out already. I hope you guys are watching it and seeing it. That's my daddy's birthday. Oh, happy birthday, da-da. Then we are chatting with a couple of the ladies from off Ami, A Wellness Revolution, Rachel Johnson, and Lisa. And we're going to learn all about Ami and what they do and why we're involved with it. Oh yeah, it has
0: to do with our brand new New Year's plans Mm -hmm. too. And as always, we have hashtag swag bag. But up next... The kids don't get it. The The tits tits
1: and the the shits. Oh, it feels good again. I'm going to start with my shits. What is the point of giving gifts at the holidays? Highly controversial topic. Every year it gets worse, right? Every year it's like, okay, how much do I have to spend on this person? How much do I need to do to like, for this to be an acceptable gift? Listen, I love giving a gift. I love giving a gift to my parents, to honestly, to Matt, to Sebastian, to Matt's parents, to you. Like there are people I genuinely love giving gifts to. But when I had to initially sit down and make that list on my phone or that spreadsheet, yes, I make spreadsheets about (laughs) who. No no one's surprised. No one's surprised. Not one person is shocked out there. And I have to sit down and be like, I have to give this person a gift. I have to give this person a gift. And then I have to consider things like Matt's family does gift giving differently than my family, where in my family, you don't give adults, parents of children gifts, like brothers and sisters of, I obviously don't have brothers and sisters. It's all about the kids. We've stopped doing that as well. My sister and I usually give each other something like cheesy and small. Well,
0: that's your sister. We just buy for the kids I think the pandemic has helped a little bit it has not helped
1: us oh really because we're not going to see a lot of the people that we would buy it doesn't matter whether we go to see them or not we still have to give everyone gifts and then it's um, like with Matt's people we have to give the husband and the wife separate gifts we can't give them a gift together no we no don't and my family doesn't do that it's like the kids get the gifts even if the kids are in their 20s they still get the gifts it's gone from like I want to give you this gift that means something to how much do I I have to spend to get you off my back And then, like, Matt's brother has four kids, which, like, that's great. That's fine. But, like, four kids, that's a lot of money I got to spend on four different kids. It's you do the same thing with children. Why don't you get them one big No, gift? no. I give them gift cards. I don't have the time and the mind space because, as usual, when you get married as a woman, generally gift giving is on your plate. Yep. I do not have the brain space to say, this one at this age, let's get her this. And this one, one at this age so I just give them gift cards I send it all off and that's it except for the baby because he's not even a year old like a gift card is I'd rather give him a toy of some kind. Right. Holiday gifts bah humbug that's what Ashley says and I'm not trying to be bah humbug I just feel like this whole process is making me bah humbug. Like I think about certain people I'm not gonna name names I'm not gonna even mildly point to who this person is but like this person continues to be a strain on me in multiple Ways, and yet for some reason I have to give them and their partner separate gifts, and my child hasn't received any gifts from them, and then I get resentful. The, my issue is the whole point of this is this is contrary to what the holidays are supposed to be about. They're supposed to be about wanting to give people gifts, but it is turned into this whole commercial bullshit. And I guess wow, you you feel strongly about this. I really Ashley. do. It, I can tell. <laughs> I'm like you using my hands to talk. It's really getting to me and it's really upsetting me. And I want to be able to get people like I got you two really solid gifts that I know you will appreciate. I've gotten my mom multiple gifts. I know she will appreciate. I've gotten the people in my most inner circle. And that takes so much brain space to sit down and be like, what would Carrie really like? What would my mom really like? What would Matt really like? That takes a lot of brain space. And honestly, you know who gets the least of all my brain space? No, my son. I've gotten him like two or three things and I'm like he's gonna get so much shit from everyone else why do I even need to like I give all the really really good ideas of what Luna wants to the family because yes. they want to get
0: her stuff and then yes. I just do like the stocking for her
1: I knew the one very special thing he wanted which I cannot say because he is downstairs mm-hmm. and I made sure that was gotten a long time ago and that is done it's ready to go but I am really starting to resent Christmas and feel very bitter about the fact that like a it's not really the thought that counts anymore we all know jesus's birthday doesn't really matter to me because i'm not catholic also it was a different calendar back then a totally so. different calendar and i just feel like it's now tit for tat it's not even generosity at this point so except when it comes to my fedex man a usps guy and like those people i actually want to do shit for because that poor fedex usps man brings me my amazon packages multiple times a day Anyway, my tits are. Was that enough of a tangent for you? Was I really angry? I mean,
0: Ashley. Starting
1: the show off with a bang. Okay, so my tits are Sebastian is in a big boy It looked good. Legit twin size big boy bed. I have to tell you, this kid, I complain about him a lot. I'm not going to lie. He rolls with the punches better than I ever have in
0: my whole life. Attribute that to you, that you're creating a kind of consistency and resiliency that's making him really able to do that. Yeah.
1: I just feel like it's not the case for my life. I can't possibly (laughs) take credit for it. But like he rolled into that big boy bed and was like, this is cozy. I would have thrown a fit. I was scared of the dark. I was scared of ghosts. I was scared of so much stuff. And this kid just is like good to go. And it just makes me really, really happy. I mean, Matt has had moments where he's like, I'm really sad. He's not this little boy anymore. And I really haven't had that.
0: I mean, my sister feels that way a lot. What, the sadness? Of like them getting older, which is probably why she had Three. Well, like, she keeps like, having them. I'm just like, you're supposed to raise them to not need you. Mm-hmm. You're supposed to raise them exactly. to grow. And
1: so if they're hitting those milestones and doing it, then you've done your job. I mean, we can't... I do feel that way. I feel like the fact that he doesn't, like, wake us up... I mean, let's be honest. Matt deals with him in the middle of the night because I'm scary to deal with if you wake me up. But the fact that he doesn't really wake us up because he's scared of the dark or something like that. And those were things that were very much the case for me. I do take a sense of pride because I'm like... Oh, all right, I'm raising a kid that's pretty well adjusted. Like, he mm. he rolls with the punches. This is great. I love that. Your turn. My tits,
0: which is weird. It's kind of a tits that hasn't happened yet. It's a conceptual tits. Oh, I love I, conceptual tits. Is that I'm starting to see a little light at the end of the tunnel, for how life could be better. In terms of what? It's a (laughs) multi-tier. It's an MML. No, uh, (laughs) one, the fact that the Omicron is not as bad as we originally thought. Yes, agreed. We got stuff in the mail to pre-sign up Luna for school next year for the school that she's going to. And we decided that we're gonna send her all day. Oh, good. And we're now just trying to figure out, is it five days all day? Three days all
1: day? Four days all day? It'll at least be three days all day. Can I talk to you mom to mom? Yes. I really think You should do, and obviously, you do whatever you want, and you know, I'm the first person to tell you that, but I really think you should do five days because she will be at the same point Sebastian has been in, and I have watched this kid thrive. We just had parent-teacher conferences a couple of days ago. We have ours on Friday. Yeah, he's doing so well, and I think, like, aside from the educational purposes and COVID, let's pretend that's not even like a huge concern. She's an only child. All of her cousins live far away-ish. She needs that socialization. That's all I have to say. But when Lee and I were talking about it, like talking
0: about, well, what should we do? Like thinking ahead about stuff. He was like, well, what do you want to do with that time that she's gone? You know, like, You're like what do you want to do? like, work on my job. Well, yeah, but also I was like, oh my gosh, I could like actually work out and maybe feel like my body is human again. And like, I just started to see that, you know, this longest, shortest time thing where I was like, okay, I have kind of let things go to pot. Not really because I, I you know, I work hard at everything all the time. But I'm seeing that when she goes to school full time, I can focus on myself a little bit more. And even just thinking about like, would I ever want to get another job with that? You know, like, would I want to teach theater at Montclair University or like whatever? It just it's not even a real thing yet. Yeah. But just knowing that there is like these options in front of me makes me feel a little bit like I'm out of this weird hole that I've been in. So that's the tits. The shits are...
1: That you're not next to me right this second? Oh, boo, it's true. That is the (laughs) shit.
0: I still don't know how to discipline my child. Like, nothing works. Nothing works. She puts herself in timeout. She, like, no matter what I do, if I take away a toy, nothing registers. I try to use, like, a stern voice. I try to do whatever. It just doesn't work, and I don't really know how to show her any kind of consequences.
1: At our parent-teacher conference, the teacher was like, well, the only thing he had to say negative about Sebastian, which is Kind of shocking to me was that Sebastian talks back occasionally, and mm. I, I literally was like, "You're like it's on brand, yeah." uh So if you figure out what I should be doing to right. solve that, please let me know because honestly, he does it at home. We talk to him about it. He gets timeouts. Like I don't know what else to do other than old school Hispanic, like hit him with a chancla, which is not something I'm willing to do. <laughs> so I don't know what to do. Even my mom was like, "I've broken a lot of horses. Yeah, I don't know what to do." for this
2: one yes
0: and my mom's taking care of kids her whole entire life and has famously broken a bunch of willful children and their parents are always like oh my god thank you for that she's like yeah I don't know that must be terrifying
1: for you that your daughter her granddaughter is the one horse that can't be broken as of yet Who's gonna ride your wild horses? You two. Anyway. <laughs> horses galloping through the. By the way, let me just tell you, all of you who watch Blippy, if you have not listened to Horses, it is the most legit jam of all the Blippy songs. Anyway, that's our tits and the shits, and we're happy to be
0: able to say tits and shits, titties and shitties. Time for Montrage review of the week. All right. We're gonna keep doing this, guys, until we hit 1,000, and we're a long way off off, so get moving. Yeah, we got a ways to go, so chop chop, friends. I'm gonna do this one with a southern accent. Ooh, love it. The title of this is Look Forward to Every Episode. From Ellie5689. So glad I came across your podcast months ago. Love every episode. Definitely feel seen as a mom through y'all. I also never used to be into celebrity gossip before, but I look forward
1: to that now too. I mean, honestly, thank you. We are trying to do God's work. So thank you so much for acknowledging that. So just a reminder, we are going to read this until we hit a thousand reviews. We are way, way off. So get on it. Ellie5689, send us a message at hello at Mom podcast, and we will happily send you some Momtrash swag for your time in writing a review for us. Because we truly appreciate it.
0: Also, nothing says "tis the holiday season" than stealing all of your family members' phones and reading and reviewing from theirs.
1: Just, just do it. Nothing says it's the holiday season like taking a dump and writing a review for your favorite podcast. It would be just the best gift that you could give us to us. And you know what? It didn't cost you any money, and we will give you the gift of entertainment and your name being read, <laughs> notoriety, and just generally loving you and yes. swag. Yeah, so please, please do that. Anyway, next up, we've got the cutest redhead in the whole wide world, Isla Fisher. Ever since we've heard her say, I'll find you, we've been obsessed with this actress, author of the Marge book series, Mom of Three, Wife, and our favorite redhead. Welcome the star of the new original Netflix family film, Back to the Outback, isla fisher hi isla well hi
3: i'm very flattered to be your favorite uh redhead i'm a i'm a fan of ed sheeran so i would have
1: thought he may have earned that crown so i'm gonna just start off by telling you i'm fangirling very very hard i have honestly i went to see wedding crashers with my mom which is the weirdest thing you could possibly <laughs> do and we both were like who is this girl she is the <laughs> cutest thing in the entire world and i've just been a fan ever since so thank you can you tell us a little bit about your new film, Back to the Outback. Yeah, Back to the Outback
3: is a family movie, and it's a story of a sort of ragtag bunch of Aussie creatures who are tired of um, kind of being exploited for the way they look, and so they decide to head back to the outback and to connect with their families again. And it's about you know, really, there's so many cute you know morals and to all lessons from this film, but ultimately, it's like about not judging a book by its cover and accepting your true identity and putting aside your differences and that family could be described as the people we journey with rather than the people we're born with. Which
1: is a very important lesson for those of us who have been in therapy for a very long time. (laughs) (laughs)
3: <laughs> for 30
0: of their 43 years, yes. just speaking for myself. Yeah. Speaking of therapy and needing it, um, I read that most of the voiceovers were recorded um, at home during the lockdown. How did you manage to stay sane and get silence with three kids at home? I would
3: not say I was the pillar of sanity during <laughs> lockdown. I would not. <laughs> I think any one of my close friends would tell you that I found lockdown very challenging as we all did. But I was lucky in that my closet, not dissimilar from yours, Ashley, is pretty soundproof. So I took my little microphone down, and they're lovely. They they sort of have a techy guy who talks you through how to set everything up. And actually, it was really um fun to be involved in this creative process during that time because it was something that was just for me, aside from my you know family responsibilities. And Harry Cripps and and Claire Knight, our directors, were so collaborative, and they were really open to sort of trying different voices for her and uh, and sort of developing the character together. And uh, I really enjoyed it. I mean, this podcast has gotten Ashley and I through the pandemic, just having something else to
0: focus on aside from our own pandemic lives really does help.
1: So in my humble American opinion, Australians seem like this very cool, very badass, lovely bunch. It's a country that I truly have wanted to visit for years. Was it really nice to work on a film with mostly Australian actors? And what was your favorite part? I know, obviously, you did a lot of it in Ice. But the rest of it, what's been your favorite part of working with a bunch of Aussies? Um, I think the most fun uh,
3: part for me is that I was using my own voice and dialect. And usually, you know, when I'm creating a character, I the voice is like an integral part of who you play. And I work with a dialect coach and, you know, I get the specific accent, right? But this was like, Isla, this is just your Aussie voice. And so I think that that was the most fun because all of my improv, I didn't have to filter through a different dialect. I could just sort of spew out whatever silly nonsense came to my mind in the scene. And I wouldn't have to re-loop it later. And then I'm obviously a huge fan of Eric Banner and Guy Pearce and Jackie Weaver and um, Kylie Minogue and Tim Minchin. So just to be in an Aussie place celebrating Australian wildlife with Harry, who I've known for many years with a personal relationship through uh, his wife and I are friends and have been for a long time. It was just a really fun, you know, coming home vibe. It was great. Yeah. So, At this point, we've all heard that Australia is filled with
0: super deadly animals, uh, which is kind of the premise of Back to the Outback. So what's deadlier in your opinion? A taipan, the kind of snake that you play or the American appeal of Pete Davidson?
1: We went through so many options for that second one. It was QAnon. It was Mark Zuckerberg. It was another Trump presidency. It was but also we said settled- just great delivery. Like, I
3: really I didn't see that one coming. I mean, a taipan snake, there's enough venom in it to kill 10 men. So I'm going to say that I, no comment, ladies. Don't get.
1: Trouble today. You're friends with Kate Beckinsale or something, are you? You got to know the deets here. I'm too media trained to go on. That's a very good answer. At
0: this point, I never found him attractive, but now everyone's telling me that he's attractive. It's like, how do you not? He's starting to
3: work on me. Truly. Listen, I'm married to a very, very funny man. And so I really do see the appeal and value in sharing your life with someone who takes a humorous angle to, you know, an ordinary scenario. Yeah. Let's just leave it there. Yeah. <laughs> Ha
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, off of Pete Davidson and his sex appeal. We are a mom podcast and our whole ethos is all about we were women with hopes and dreams before we became mothers and we are still very much those women. So what do you think is the biggest challenge of motherhood? Pursuing all of these things while also being a mother because it is very difficult. Um, Yeah,
3: you know, that's an interesting question. One of the reasons I was attracted to this project, for example, was it's something that my family can enjoy. And I think the more that I've been able to with my children's books too the series that I wrote, and I'm now developing a show of my margin charge series with Nickelodeon. And I think the more that I've been able to kind of creatively incorporate my family, I think the more rewarding the end experience it's been. But as to like, I do think that like, you can't have, you know, you can't have everything. And I think it's kind of crazy to decide you even want to. And I think, you know, I don't know. I mean, I literally can't give any... (laughs) (laughs) any advice I feel like I'm Dropping balls at all times. And um, I wouldn't say my juggling is is perfect. Let's just say that. We're all on the struggle
0: bus in (laughs) in one way or another. You sort of answered the next question we were going to ask in so many words. You're married to an incredible, amazing actor, funny man, Sasha Baron Cohen. And it seems like you guys are both constantly working. And so mom to mom, you kind of just answered to this. Do you think women can have it all?
3: You can tell how I feel about that question, by the way I said it. I mean, I can only speak for myself. I don't want to generalize about like there might be some superhumans out there, but my (laughs) I'm just going day to day. I'm just like, yes, if I make it through and every dinner's made and everybody's happy and then I I feel pretty,
1: I feel pretty good about it. Everyone's still alive today. We win. I think that's a fair answer in all honesty. (laughs) Um, So we ask all of our moms this question. What is the number one thing you think every mom or parent should outsource if they have the means to do so? Oh, that's um... That's an interesting question. So
3: I I mean, I'm going to go with something that you truly can't outsource, but I would say is kind of challenging, which is just the birds and the bees chat. Oh, that's a good one. We haven't gotten that before. That's a great answer. That's good. There's nothing fun about like translating that into friendly terms. <laughs> I actually have the book yes. that my mom used. The to cartoon book? It's right up
0: here on my desk. No, it's like A Day in the Life of a Baby
1: Born, the Medical Joe.
0: Oh,
3: uh, I had it's like, like a
1: cartoon book and everyone was plump and it was just like my mom at like eight years old was like, well, this is it. This is a penis. This is a vagina. And I was like, oh my God, I this is a lot. Too much, <laughs> Mom.
3: <laughs> she sounds like she did a great job. I feel like I heard in the schoolyard. So you're ahead yeah. of <laughs> she did. She's pretty great.
0: First of all, thank you. Plug yourself. Plug the film. Tell everyone where we can find all the things. Oh, you
3: guys, I really, I'm really proud of this movie, Back to the Outback. It's got a really cute message. It's super funny. It's charming. It's a little adventure story. And as an Aussie, I really hope that worldwide audiences can just appreciate all of our fun creatures, which have never really been center stage before. So, and I'm really proud of the message, you know, for my character, Maddie, I think she's someone who uh, learns to sort of appreciate all her failings. And um, yeah, it's a beautiful journey and a celebration of Australia. And it's all about embracing your inner beauty and I'm really proud to be here to talk about it truthfully. Well thank you so much. Please
1: have a painless junket. Enjoy your day. (laughs) Thanks ladies. It was a true pleasure. Thank you. Nice to meet you guys. Isla's new movie the Netflix original Back to the Outback is out on Netflix now. Next up
0: Ah, Ami. So today's guests are a part of a wellness revolution called Ami. Rachel Johnson is the founder and a busy lawyer and mother of two. And Lisa is a client, friend, customer who found so much success that she joined the company as well. Please welcome Rachel and Lisa. Hi, guys. Hi. Lisa, do you like how I didn't put your last name like you're in witness protection? (laughs) (laughs) To protect your anonymity. Yes. Just to start things off,
4: Rachel, what made you start Ami? Like Tell us your journey to this point? Yeah, so I am a busy corporate lawyer. I'm also the mom to two little ones. And I feel like me and all of my friends would always get together and talk about wanting to get healthy or be healthy, but we would never do anything about it. It'd be like six months, we see each other again in the same freaking problems (laughs) and discussions. Finally, I had my second baby and I had gained a lot of weight. I really wanted to lose it. And I felt like I was finally at a place where like, I want to do this the real way. I want to get healthy for good. I don't have like a big vacation or anything coming up to motivate me. I just got to do it for myself. And so I got a group of my close friends together that ones that would always talk about getting healthy. And we committed to three months of just trying to work out at least three times a week because we felt like three times a week was doable. And like, even in a shit show week, when work is crazy, life is crazy, we could do something three days a week two days on the weekend, one something during the week, and then to just share really simple, healthy recipes. And we kept it at that, like super simplistic. And we, after three months, saw such huge changes. You know, my single friends were happier. We were all at different stages of our life. Like, yes, we saw weight changes, but more we just felt better. And so naturally people started asking like, what are you guys doing? Like, what is this group of friends doing? Why do you all like look so different, feel so different, have this like, like bond. And they wanted us to say like, oh, we all bought this like shake. It's a thousand dollars and you can get it here. Like the truth is it was just we committed together. And people started like saying, I want to do that with my friends. And I was like, there's nothing to do, like find a friend to do it and, you know, get together and commit. I realized that people didn't necessarily have that friend to commit with or that group of friends, or they had a great group of friends, but they're like, they would never do it or they would never actually see it through. They'd be with me for like two weeks and fall off, which is relatable. Um, You know, not all my friends would stick with me on Ami. But I finally found there was a need. Like I wanted a company that really spoke my language when it came to getting healthy. I felt like there wasn't anything out there. Like I don't need to know like the 25 most inflammatory foods. Like tell me like the basics, stuff to motivate me. And from there, Ami was born. I felt like there was really a need for something that people could join to really help them get healthy for good with the motivation of others.
0: Well I was gonna say I think community and accountability are the two biggest motivators, at least for me. Otherwise I if it's just me, I'll be like, eh, whatever. I know.
4: No, the same. Like I feel like a lot of my friends like know what they have to eat, know what they have to do. We all like our own type of workouts. Just like we need that motivation to
1: stick with it. Yeah. I feel like you kind of touched on this, but what is it that makes Ami different from other health and wellness sites or or companies that are out there?
4: Yeah. So I think we're taking like a really fresh and relatable approach to it. It was started by me, who's a busy person. I'm not, you know, 24 seven living health and wellness. I'm actually a corporate lawyer. And like my life is probably like the majority of people out there where I sit at my desk all day, pretty much from nine to six ish. So I'm taking that approach to getting healthy that I feel like all my friends can relate to where we don't have time to do a 5 a.m. gym class five days a week. What we do have time for is to send like a quick message to our community chat and say, hey, just went for a 20 minute 6 a.m. run, running to drop off and then to work. So I think the difference is that you're part of this community of other real women that are, you know, in the same shoes as you, even if they're in different stages of their life. You know, we have people of all ages, some students getting their like master's in residency, some doctors. I think the secret and the magic is like the self-generated AMI magic. Seeing other busy women fit it in and prioritize and not being crazy about it, like 20 minute workout it's a quick dinner. Makes it feel like you can do it too.
1: Yeah, I mean, for me personally, that's what's. Oh, you know, I I have thrown my back out, and uh this is not the first time in six months. And every specialist I'm going to is like, "You're very young to have thrown your back out." Which You're like, "Thank I am. you." Yeah, like, thanks so much. Tell me how young I look, and also why am I decrepit and my back is broken? But essentially, like, I mean, at called you young. Let's just be happy about that. Can you imagine if they looked at me and they were like, "You look the right age for this. I've really realized, you know, I've never been a particularly healthy person when it comes to working out. I've always eaten pretty decently, but I also love my fast food. So I feel like this is something that actually seems like I can stick with it. This is attainable to somebody who's like, I don't want to do anything, you know? And my biggest issue is I tend to be an all or nothing kind of girl. I'm like the girl that for like three
0: years has the most impeccable diet. And then she goes on vacation. Then she's like, well, now we're done. (laughs) It's over. (laughs) Instead of just like little lifestyle changes all the way. I'm like either going to be Gwyneth Paltrow or nothing, you know? And so sometimes the accountability thing is people being like, I know this magical thinking you have where now the diet's over because you like ate something, one thing bad. Yeah. Calm down calm down, girl, just get back on the train. Like sometimes <laughs> I need people to drive that sense into me because I have that weird magical thinking of all of nothing.
4: That's I it. think that's so many people. Like that was me, that was Lisa. But like for the first time I can say, it's been two and a half years now and I've been consistently healthy. And like that I could never say. Like there's no way. Yeah, that's goals for me. Yeah, like the same thing with Ashley. Like I love Chick-fil-A. I love Pizza Hut. Like I love Outback. Onion. Yes, I'm a huge Outback person like yeah. you guys. I worked at Outback. I will always be down for a blooming Onion. Ah, uh, the best. Can't eat that crap all the time. And I've now learned that like eating the good stuff makes you just so so much energized you you just feel so much better like i need that energy right now i'm so busy like feeling good and being able to tackle the day is everything to me also
0: ashley and i talk about we are depressed from covid and when the winter comes around and you know the main two things that they have said i mean aside from like people having like a serotonin issue but the biggest things you can do is exercise and food that totally makes a difference in your
1: feeling- Depressed or not depressed? Well, now I know with my back thing. Like things like this were never an issue for me when I was like in shape and doing, you know, at least walking around Manhattan all the time, going from audition to audition. You know, those days where you're just on your feet. Now it's I'm sitting on my ass all day long at a computer getting work done and not working out and eating shit and having a couple of drinks at night. So it's just like you know piles on top of each other. It all yes. adds up. It's not a great, not a great feeling. What do you think is the main main reason that moms have struggled with health and wellness? I think
4: we're busy. And honestly, we're tired. Like at the end of the day, I think I'm tired now. And it's the beginning of the day. I know. exhausted. We just want to veg out. Like I always say, imagine if people like before they could go on Instagram had to like sweat or like get some type of movement in before they open the Instagram (laughs) app on their phone. How many people would actually work out like every day? Maybe this is the next step for Ami is an app that you
1: can't unlock your phone until your heart rate hits. Until you've reached really? your Good steps. Really? idea.
4: Yes. Ashley, you're getting cred. Okay. Yes. Thank you. No, I agree. I think it's just we want to veg and like the amount of time I find myself like mindlessly doing something. I'm like, oh, like whether it's like looking at, you know, just online stuff on your phone or just mindless scrolling. It's like that helps us veg out these days. And I think we get in the habit of like that 10 minute, 20 minute become an hour, an hour and a half. Oh yeah, it's total time suck. And yep. we're losing so much of our days where we could be being active, being on a walk, even listening to a podcast to veg out, but doing something. Nice tie-in. We know a good one. Yeah, I think that's it. Lisa probably definitely has her feedback because I know she she always jokes with me like, I can be healthy because I'm so busy. So I don't have time to like sit and think
2: about stuff. That's the key, I think. I feel that way. Like when you're a mom and and you're working a full-time job, um, you are tired at the end of the day. I I mean, that's how I feel. That's how I felt, you know, especially before Ami. And um, you just want to do nothing. But also what Rachel just said, when you're busy, you don't have time to think about things, you know, snacking and all that stuff. So what is like a fitness
0: wellness tip that you think works best
4: for you that you've learned on this journey? At Ami, we really try, our motto is greens, water, move, repeat. And it sounds really freaking and easy, but that's the point. Like eat something green every day, whether it's a smoothie for breakfast, salad for lunch, or, you know, a side salad with dinner. Even if you're having pizza on like a Friday night, get a side salad with your pizza. Um, Drink 90 ounces of water every day. Before uh, Ami, I was living dehydrated. I don't even know how I was like walking because I was so dehydrated. I never drank water. And then move your body every day. Like do something, even a conference call walk and just try and do that Every day, even on the weekends, because I think that's our biggest downfall too. like, we'll stay on it and try and be, you know, healthy and live this great life during the week. But then the weekends come and it's like kids parties, absolute shit show, Chick-fil-A, this, that, your favorite Italian dinner. And what if you could still do all that stuff, but also tie in like the greens, water, move, repeat, and just make sure you're like eating a smoothie on Saturday morning and, you know, doing a Peloton or doing a run um, and drinking your water throughout the day on the weekends too.
2: I agree with all of those things. And I was going to say the biggest tip for me, when you think you are just so hungry and you are about to rummage through that pantry, go drink a glass of water. I know this is like the oldest trick in the book, but seriously, go grab the glass of water, chug it, drink until you can't drink anymore, wait a little bit, and then go see if you really need to go in that pantry because I guarantee you, you don't. And that's for me the biggest thing because I'm like such a mindless, I'm like, ah, i bored, you know? Oh, let me just go look in the refrigerator. Look in the pantry. And then before you know it, I've eaten, you know, 2000 calories and there goes the day or the week. (laughs) So there's that. And I also think this has been a new revelation for me. Get busy. Okay. Plan your day the way you would plan your food. Because everyone's always big on like, plan out your meals, plan out your week, know ahead of time. That's all great. I agree with that. But I think if you plan your day right and you're staying busy and focused on the things that you maybe should be doing or maybe the things that you've wanted to do and you're you're making time for those things, you're not thinking about how hungry you are because really you're not. It's just a habit that you formed because you were bored or whatever. You didn't have a lot going on and you just gravitated towards the kitchen. It's so
0: funny because I think that for so many years, my mom raised me really well to like do all these things and I was a really active kid and I was always very healthy. And then the mixture of the one-two punch of having a kid and the pandemic has changed Mm -hmm. everything. Like I never Never used to be an emotional eater. Now I'm an emotional eater. I never used to be the kind of person that wanted to veg. I always have wanted to be really scheduled and active. And now I'm just like, you know, or like the trying to finish my kid doesn't mm-hmm. eat, so then I finish her food, but it's not the food that I should be eating. Like, yeah, it just kind of changed everything, and it's almost like I don't know how to do it anymore. That extra guidance helps because I was like, oh, I used to know how to do this. Yeah, no, I think that was a really good tip. So, Lisa, let's switch to you for a couple of minutes. This is sort of combining two questions, but you told us a little bit about your journey with Ami. Why do you think one, it works for you? And two, like what's your biggest takeaway from the program? Like what do you think it is for you? Well, I'll tell
2: you what works for me. I love being on our Slack channel um, because every time I log in, I'm seeing like what other people have had for lunch or for breakfast or dinner and who's worked out for the day. That to me is motivating. Like I just like seeing what other people are doing. We are so different and we don't emphasize size, weight loss, or this is what you have to do. It's about what you feel comfortable with and what you can handle. And the small changes that we have people try and make, I think are just so helpful. And it's what made us become such a great group of women. I love that. So obviously you love the company. You love the way that it
1: works for you. It motivates you. And I, you know, what I really find interesting is you both have such different kind of motivations in it where... Rachel is more like just needed this change and as are you but you're like that competition helped me a little bit and I can honestly I can relate to that because if I'm doing the same thing as somebody else and they lose three pounds I'm like man I gotta hit this harder and it makes perfect sense there's a little bit of something for everyone so
2: how are you contributing to Ami now like what is your role in in the business so I do our recipe emails I do our two emails a week I go through our stuff and we send that out to our members and I update our website like with new recipes or or recipes that we love. And I'm also a part of our community. As a member, I share the things that are going on throughout my day-to-day.
4: And she's our recipe curator. She, Elisa is like the queen of finding the most delicious tasting food and making it healthy. She just The recipes all look amazing. Who doesn't love a grilled chicken Caesar wrap? And she like finally concocted this one that actually is healthy, so good, so easy to put together. So she really just finds all our recipes. We have over a hundred now on our website that our members get access to. They are all easy, real life approved. Everybody on our team actually makes them to make sure they are actually easy because like that was my biggest thing. I wanted to be able to make any on recipe when I came home from work and are exhausted after a long day. So like that's our gold star of approval. Well,
1: Carrie and I are going to be trying some of the recipes. So, yes. and we'll be reporting back. Nice. I know. So excited for you guys to try them. What are your goals for 2022? Like we're big,
0: like intention, manifestation, dream board kind of girls. And we're already thinking about what our goals are going to be for 2022. What personally are your goals for 2022 ladies? I have-
4: have a lot of actually like personal financial investment goals. I went on a run early this morning and it slacked my husband, like all our financial <laughs> goals. He's like, how much <laughs> coffee did you drink this morning? It's like 8.30 a.m. It was definitely too early for that. Those personal goals, I think on the business side, you know, I said for Ami, and I like wrote this down on my journal. I said, I really want to continue to love Ami and I want to turn it into something big, like a bigger movement than it is. And I think if I can continue on that journey, of like continuing to love it. I say I'm like so lucky that I'm the founder and part of this company because it motivates the heck out of me to stay healthy. I'm like part of this company, it really motivates me. In business, there's, you know, this saying that any business is hard. Like you can't have a small business and have it be easy. So if you're going to start a business, you might as well freaking go for it. Make it big. And love it. Make it something you love. (laughs) Yeah. I'm not about playing small. Like that does not interest me. If I'm going for it, I want to, go big and I want to make on me this movement that really is this inspiring motivating community all about getting healthy in a realistic way and that's it like no giant price tag not selling something under the table that we're saying does this or that like just real and honest and relatable
1: so let me ask you both this because we ask all of our moms this what is the number one thing you think every mom should outsource if they have the means to and you know I came up with one while Rachel was talking, and that is birthday party taker. Somebody to take my child to birthday parties for me so that I don't have to go. I feel triggered because you were just at my birthday party. I did like your birthday party. I mean, Luna's birthday party, obviously. Like, you were there, but I'm not looking forward to like, you know, little snot-nosed kids and their parents that I don't really give two shits about and having to, like, sit there and be like, yeah, great. This is what I do for a living. Wow, how interesting. You're from, great. You know, Anyway, and now to you,
4: ladies. (laughs) Yeah. So my biggest thing, if you have the means, I love throwing parties. It is my jam. If there is a party to be thrown, I want to be in it some way. If you can do it to have somebody at your parties that is cleaning up a little, helping so that you can actually be drinking and having fun and not worrying about anything. And honestly, it's you can normally find somebody if you're not serving liquor for like 20 bucks an hour and you pay them $100 for the day to be there for like the five hours. And you actually enjoy it. I do. Lisa comes to my parties; She knows I always have the booze flowing. Yep. I always have somebody helping. And Lisa's of that too. Lisa also is starting a new company to plan to help and decorate these parties. She's helping me. I'm throwing my grandma's 103rd birthday high tea this Sunday.
1: I mean, I have to tell you, my mom's been doing that for years at her parties, hiring somebody to help out. It really is a game changer. So that's a good one. How
2: about you, Lisa? Um, probably like, you know, to schlep my kids to all the extracurriculars and like maybe even like pick them up from school because I can't stay on the car line. Um, all those things would be great. Yeah. I have to do the car line by foot and because oh, his school fun. is like seven
1: blocks away. Oh, wow. We're city dwellers, you know. Right. Exactly. And uh, with a bad back, it's been really fun standing around there with tingles running down my legs. So I second that. <laughs> Ladies, plug yourselves. Tell everybody all the things anything else you want them to know, plug
4: the January program, all of it. Okay, so we are so excited. We have a couple times throughout the year when new members can join. Our next one is for Super Clean January that's kicking off January 3rd. Ashley and Carrie are going to do it with us. That's it right. so exciting. Ashley's like, oh gosh, what did I sign up for? I need the kick in the ass. Yeah, so it's no booze or light booze. Honestly, I didn't do no booze last January. I did during the week only no booze so it's kind of you do your own thing you can do light booze this year I am going no booze because I feel like I want I just like an experiment I want to like see what I feel like I've never done that and then really no processed junk so like focus on fruits and veggies try and clear out all that processed shit that we tend to reach for yeah that's January 3rd you can start we're going to open sign up soon follow us on Instagram at ami a h m i dot health ami is a play on the French word for friend, which is where our name came from. And you can use your code MOMFRIEND for 20% off our annual membership. So that makes it under $100 to get healthy for good for the whole year, which is awesome. Amazing. Yeah. That's going to be amazing. Ask for it for Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa. It's really fun to do it with friends, like to commit together, even though you have this community. But if you have one, that one friend at work or, you know, your sister or that person, and you always talk to and you're like, okay, shit, well, we can't just do it together because you know us. We're flakes. We're going to last for two weeks and freaking drop the ball. Like, let's join Ami. Do it together. have like other motivated women. I know Lisa always says, she's like, I need people more motivated than me. Pardon me. Like, I need the healthier people in Ami too. So like, there's no barrier to entry. You can be a total health and wellness newbie or you could be a fitness freak that you want to get it for your friend and have her be part of this community too. Well for our listeners
1: like they said Carrie and I are going to be doing it as well yes. starting in January and we're going to be you know documenting and talking we're about, it. Be about it. are real
0: about about the struggles and the success so.
1: Yes there's going to be times where I'm going to say you know what I hate this and there are going to be times where I'm like hey I really needed an excuse to not drink every night but if you guys want to do it with us this is a perfect time to sign up. You have us as your buddies we do respond to messages and emails and everything else. And it says on our show, we've got your back and your friends. We friend. do. So
4: here. Oh my God. It's going to be so fun with you guys doing it. It's going to be so fun.
1: Well, ladies, thank you so much. This is great. We are super, super excited to do this with you and start experimenting on the recipes and all the stuff. Yeah.
2: So excited. Thanks for having us. And we're super excited for you guys to come aboard. Yes. We can't wait.
1: Hashtag swag bag. All right. Ready for some hashtag swag bag? I can go first. I have mine ready. Do it. Okay. Listen, I've talked about this before on the show, but if you're not watching The Great on Hulu, what are you even doing with yourself? I'm not watching it. I guess I got to get going. Okay. Firstly, you don't watch TV. You are. I can't even have television discussions with you anymore. I love I you used to. immensely. I don't have the time. I know. You would rather dedicate to listening to podcasts and I would rather watch a television show. And that is the truth about us. And that's
0: okay. Well, honestly, the time that I put her to bed, she's so stubborn going to bed. I usually, it takes hours and hours, and I usually end up falling asleep. That would be when I would be watching a show.
1: Well, The Great, starring Elle Fanning and Nicholas Holt, the little boy from About a Boy, and let me tell you, he is fine now, is all about Catherine the Great, the longest female ruler of Russia, and it is so, so, so good, but I want to tell you that the second season that just came out is all about Catherine while she's pregnant she is pregnant she is now officially the ruler of Russia and she is like about to pop pregnant I think it is so well done I think it is so good it's funny it's uh, she's strategize. it's just it's so good and I really can't suggest it more it is I think my top show of 2021 because I started season one in 2021 and it has just been good You. Go swag. Okay. My swag bag has to do with Luna and that You're is, like, it's getting your tubes
0: tied. It's called the Tony's box. T-O-N-I-E-S. Oh, I saw that. That's like a music thing, right? You have it? Yes. It's a box and there's all these music and story figurines. Yes. And you put the figurine on and it starts playing either stories or songs. And each figurine has like 40 stories or songs loaded
1: on it. Question. Should I get it for Sebastian for Christmas? Because I was thinking yes. about it.
0: Really? You think? to like it? We gave it to Luna early as part of her Hanukkah gift and it helps her fall asleep and when she wakes up she puts it on. There's Disney ones, there's non-Disney, there's all your favorite stories like Spot, I've seen all the Disney
1: figurines.
0: And so it's music and stories. My favorite part of this, the sentimental girl that I am, is they have these Tonys called Creative Tonys and they're blank. And the app, anyone can record so you can have like your mom and your dad record stories so that they can read to him every night even though he's not really there.
1: Oh I love that. And you can sing you can
0: record anything a message so all of my loved ones that live far away can just record on the app and you attach it to a figurine called a creative Tony and then they can have your family members or whoever read them a story.
1: So which because I was looking on Amazon I saw this I was like looking at the gift suggested you know per age range and this was one. What kit did you get? Like there are some with like one figurine and there some with a zillion. I did the bundle three kit, then have okay. since asked Santa for
0: additional ones. Each figurine on its own yeah. is like $14.99, which is not too bad because it has like 40 songs, 40 stories on there. And then the actual box, it saves money if you bundle. So I got the box with three. And you bought it on Amazon or on. No, I bought it at the Tony's website. I've bought some of the figurines on Amazon because sometimes they're sold out on the Tony's site, but they're not sold out on Amazon, the figurines, and they're priced the same. Okay. I mean, I'm, I'm
1: literally getting it as we speak. All right, well. It's
0: really great because honestly, I have to say, uh, she asks for a lot of stories and I'm just on the wells run dry. Yeah. I'm just tired. Yeah,
1: I get it. I mean.
0: And it's really cute. It's a perfect accompaniment to the big boy bed. Okay. Because it gives kids the autonomy to like stay in their room and do the oh, story themselves. light
1: year one. Yeah, it's good. Here are the figurines. Okay, this is, add this onto the list of Christmas gifts because I honestly have been looking for something that's really good. So thank you. There you you go you're welcome all right guys what a show what a show we love you tremendously and hey we also have exciting news the next two shows are going to be pure montage fun so get your party pants on all right party people have a good week okay that's our show today folks thank you so much for giving us a listen please do not forget to rate review and subscribe or follow we are out here on our own and these things really really matter we want to hear from you tell us what you want to hear email us at hello at momtouragepodcast.com follow us on instagram facebook and tiktok all at Podcast to hang out with us all week long we are here
0: for you you are not alone we got you so go ahead, girl. Know this posse is behind you, and go slay. Tourage is a Cafe Mom podcast, written and produced by Ashley Herring smith and Carrie Sotero, recorded and mixed by Lee Mars. Our theme song, MILF, is by the band Mama Drama. You can find them on Instagram at mamadramaband or mamadramaband.com.